What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Tavares, and I'm back with another episode of the Godly Dating 101 podcast. Before we jump in, I want to read this review. Um, hopefully, I didn't re- read this last week, <laughs> but um, I wanted to re- um, read this review because I thought it was very nice, um, the words that they spoke about us. The person says, um, Tavares and South are so down to earth and easy to listen to, even when they are dropping major truth bombs. I like this so much more than the quote-unquote preaching podcast. I feel like I'm just talking to them. I'm in a relationship of nine months, and my boyfriend and I have listened to this podcast together. It's amazing. Couldn't recommend it more. Thank you, Smiley. Um, I actually have a close friend named Smiley, um, but I'm sure that's not him. <laughs> but this is um, that that's awesome. I appreciate the kind words. We read all of the reviews. So if you are on Apple Podcasts, please don't just leave five stars, but write a review, leave kind words. Um, if you have some constructive feedback, shoot us an email, a DM. We're, you know, trying to get back to you guys as fast as we can, (laughs) but we will. But today I want to hop into another episode, episode 47, dating when there are differences in spiritual maturity. And that's something that I felt was necessary to talk about because this is something that I see quite often in church where um, a guy may look at a girl like, um, nah, she's, she's out of my league because she's far ahead or she's not in my league because I don't even know if sis knows where Genesis is in the Bible <laughs> or ladies may think that about the, you know, the guys and vice versa. I've, I've actually seen some sisters say they won't date a man, date a man unless they feel like they're far ahead of them spiritually. You know, I've heard some ladies even mention how they won't marry a guy unless he's a pastor or he, you know, he's doing some, some type of major, you know, ministry in church. So I felt like this was necessary to get into because I don't want people to think that there are, I know the way I'm wording it may sound like it is, but I, I want to preface this podcast by saying there aren't any like quote unquote levels to this. You know what I mean? When it comes to God, you know, the, the foot of the cross is even for all, for all of us, <laughs> you know? So I do get that people get higher responsibilities. You know, a pastor is not expected to do the same thing as a usher or a greeter. Um, but at the same time, I don't want us to get to the point where we feel as though we can over-spiritualize someone's role while we downplay what God has called us to do into the kingdom. So whether you have a mic or not, please don't think that you're, you know, big time, you know, so I can support. And, and I know a lot of times there's a lot of women who say these type of things. You know, the men don't care as long as you're fine and you're in church. A lot of men, uh, you know, they're good with that. <laughs> but, you know, I can support, you know, a woman when she mentions he needs to be active spiritually, because if he isn't following Jesus, then obviously, ladies, he can't lead you. And I think the, the same goes um, vice versa. If he isn't, for, if she isn't first submitted to Christ, then there's no way she's going to submit to a godly husband. You know, so that's something that we both have to take into consideration, men and women. You know, but the thing is, I can't support someone who places unrealistic demands on the person that they're with. And I say that because you must be you know, living up to those same expectations, you know, for the person that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're requiring that they read the Bible. Okay. Are you reading the Bible? Uh, you know, you're, you're requiring that they're praying, you know, I want a praying man. Okay. Sis, are you a praying woman? You know, like we want to, we have to make sure that we're not setting unrealistic, ex, you know, unrealistic expectations. And secondly, you shouldn't pursue someone based off their status. And that's just shallow. I want to um, <laughs> mention a story. I, obviously, this person probably doesn't even listen to this podcast, you know, but I'm not saying their names, but I was in church one time and there's a preacher preaching it. He was doing a great job. And then one of the ladies, you know, said, Ooh, he could get it. And I was like, um, 
he could get what, <laughs> you know, like in my head, because I get how men are with visual, you know, you like um, certain things that you probably may think it, but that's not something you say, you know, especially inside the house of God. Somebody's preaching. It's not like, you know, they're doing something for attention. They're preaching so people can get saved. And you're over here thinking like, oh, he could get it. You know what I mean? And that just shows you, man, <laughs> people. Everybody in church ain't really saved. <laughs> Some people are in church just for their spouse. You know, so I, I just want to make sure that we don't go into this thing, go, don't go into relationships saying my person must have this. Unless God specifically told you that you need to marry someone who's doing this, then please don't have shallow expectations because there are a lot of women who are only married pastors because they feel as though God called them to just be a pastor's wife. And it may sound like a joke to you, but I I know of several women who who have had that terrible uh, mindset, which I, I don't think is biblical. But you know, to each their own. Um, and First Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Be not deceived; evil communications corrupt good manners." And I want you to understand that this isn't just talking about being friends with the world. This isn't just talking about your, your coworkers. This isn't just talking about the boys at the gym. This isn't just talking about all the nonsense that's in the world. This can be applied to Christians as well, because there are some Christians that they're not operating at the same level or the same um, spiritual mindset, maturity level that you're at. You know, so sinners aren't the only one leading you out of God's will. An ungodly relationship with two people in church can do the same thing to you. You know, so today, um, I, I hope that we're not doing a long one. Well, I'm not doing a long one today. I just want to talk to you guys about the subject because it was on my heart. So I wanted to do that. Um, so I just want to mention a few a few, a few ways to know when you shouldn't be at someone, I guess, when you're you're not at the same spiritual level. So I want to mention a few things when I guess you could say it's unacceptable to be dating someone and you're not, you know, ah, oh man, it's so weird to put this because I don't like people getting high and mighty or feeling, you know, holier than now. I don't, I, you know, the mature people listen to this podcast will get what I'm saying. But number one, I think it's important um, to not date someone when you're not at the same spiritual level if they are a new convert and you've been established in the faith. And I say that because you need to allow them to breathe first. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just weird to be how, how how we move as church people. You know what I mean? And I've already been married going on four years now, so I'm not going to pretend, you know, I'm innocent and I've never done it. But it's like we see fresh meat once that new person gets at church. You know what I mean? Like Shorty comes in and sis is the, the best looking thing. You've already seen all the women in your church. So you're not even interested in any of these girls anymore. It's like, ah, oh, they're just my sis now. You know what I mean? You don't even view them the same way anymore. And then you see that new girl walk in and it's just like, dear Lord, please let her be saved. You know? <laughs> and it's just like you ready to approach her because it's the fresh meat on the block. You know what I mean? You're just so ready to, oh, are they going to get, ah, oh, they're not saved. That sucks. And then you go on a prayer. You go fasting for three days like, God, do it in her life. You know, if you don't do it, if you don't save no one else this week, God, you see my heart. You see that that sister that I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean? And, and don't get me wrong. I didn't go on any fast for any um, new converts. But I do know there is a lot of times when we we have that impression that, you know, there's a new person at church. So they're, they're you know, potential spouse. You know, that's the wrong mindset. There are potential there potential brother and sister in Christ. And I feel like we don't view people with the dignity that we should anymore. We just view people as a potential spouse, which can be a dangerous game, you know, and just because they're saved doesn't mean you have to rush to marry them, you know, get to know one another. There's a lot of people that, you know, you can tell, 
you know, when someone's burning, you know, they're just itching to get married, you know, because they've only been dating for two days and, you know, they already know that's the one. <laughs> you know what I'm not saying? God can't reveal it, but we have to we have to move in patience. We have to move with discernment, you know, ask God, you know, to guide our steps rather than it's simply being, you know, rushing, you know, to marry somebody and, and you know, the person that's new in the faith. And I've known, I know I've looked at new girls, you know, in the church that way. And I know what it means to go in a church for the first time and be seen that way. Whereas I remember one time my brother and I went in church. I don't know. Maybe we were late. But it only seemed like it was only the ladies staring at us when we got there. <laughs> you know, two single men going inside of a church. You know, but I want to read this verse to you. And I want to I want to show you just a way I interpret it in regards to this topic. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 18, verses six through seven. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offenses come. So first of all, it's not about new converts. So please, you deep folks, please don't attack me. I know it's not about new converts, but it's actually speaking about young children, people pushing away the young children that were coming after Jesus, you know, but I think Jesus still shows us that the way we must protect the children and bring them into the kingdom of God is the same way we should be bringing in the new converts because essentially they are babes in Christ. That is what the Bible calls new converts. They call them babes in Christ. I believe that's in first Peter, um, you know, so when they're new and they're walk with God, it's so easy. You ever seen a new believer that it could be three in the morning, they're ready to pray. And it's just like, man, they're fired up about everything. <laughs> you know, some of us need to get back that joy of our salvation again, you know, and they're just fired up and they just want to please God. And they're just like children, you know, they're just so eager and want to do stuff. And then the same way we can push away a child from serving God, Jesus, I believe God is showing me that we can push away a new believer, you know, because of how we may treat them as well. And Jesus said, if you push away one of these children, it's better, you know, that th this this millstone tied about your neck is something that once it goes around your neck, you're falling, you know. So once you get into the ocean, you're sinking to the depth of the ocean. So Jesus said, it's better for you to die, you know, that way than to offend a child. So imagine how he views us when we offend those new believers that's rushing into the church, you know, just got into the church. You're trying to develop a walk with God and you rush to date them. You know, because you have to understand that as passionate as a new believer is, they're still shaky in their faith. They still have to develop. They still have to grow. They still have to become who God has called them to be. You know, and now if that relationship fails, they may turn away from God. And let's be honest, many of us, you know, if we were new in church or we dated someone who knew who was new in church or you've seen it, you know, a lot of times when that person ended up breaking up, the person left church completely. And a lot of times if they didn't leave um, the church, you know, didn't leave God completely, they at least left that specific church, you know, and it was all because of an offense. It was all because they weren't treated properly. And now they felt as though, well, you sing on the choir and you cheated on me. So I know I know Christians are fake. Or they're like, oh, well, you be preaching and then you want to have sex with me. So y'all don't even believe this Bible that y'all y'all telling me that I need to um, repent and do all this. No, like you don't even live by. So I need to live by. It. You have to understand new converts don't always understand that Christians are still people. Christians can still stumble. So when you break a new convert's heart, you can push them out of God's will, despite how much they want it to grow, despite what God is trying to do in their life, because they're going to look at you as a Christian to know better to do better. You know, so that's why it's very we have to be very careful. They're trying to date someone who's new. You have to allow them to get rooted, allow them to get grounded in the word of God. 
not grounded in, in worship music because there are a lot of people who know every worship song and they don't have a life of worship, you know, so we have to allow them to develop a life of worship, you know, so they may never, they may never come out of church because of a, a broken relationship, dated a pastor's child, pastor's child had sex with him, you know, got him pregnant, you know what I mean? I, trust me, I'm not making up these scenarios, <laughs> these things actually happen, you know, so we have to understand that that's something we have to be careful of, you know, because a lot of new converts, you know, they end up going into things like depression, anxiety, because of the type of, you know, relationships that they got in, you know, and that's why I'm here to bring up better help. <laughs> better help is a resource that I love to tell you guys about because I believe Christians, we don't prioritize our mental health. I tell you guys that all the time, better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. So you'll be able to connect in a safe environment. You'll be able to be um, contact your counselor at any time. You can set up phone calls, video calls, you know, emails, whatever you're facing. You know, so if you're a person battling depression, you just got out of a breakup, you know, that's causing anxiety. Maybe you're that new convert currently, you know, dealing with trauma. They are there to help you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They've recruited additional therapists and counselors in all 50 states. So if you're feeling burdened down, I want you all to enjoy a blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com godly. Join over a million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. And a second thing that I want to say in regards to being on a different level spiritually as someone is, when you can't agree on important things in your spiritual journey, you should not settle to be with them. And I get that it may be various things for different people listening to my podcast. I know it's all kind of religions as well, you know, all kind of different Christian beliefs as well that listen to this podcast. So I get what I may find valuable. You may not. What you may um, call a heaven or hell issue, I may say, oh, maybe that's not the case. You know, so I get that we're all at different. We all have different perspectives. But Amos 3.3 says this, can two walk together except they be agreed? So Amos 3.3. All right. So when we think of Amos 33, that's talking about like the connection with being equally yoked, you know, so you cannot be with someone who is telling you the exact opposite of what you are saying. Like it's impossible to say I'm going north um, and south is saying, OK, but I'm going south and we're going to walk together. No, if we're holding hands, we're going to stop each other's progress, you know, and people don't look at it you know, that way, because it's so hard for them to to understand that just because someone is in church doesn't mean they're in God's will or doesn't mean they're pursuing God, you know. So if you're trying to develop a lifestyle of prayer, you know, you're trying to develop a lifestyle um, of studying the word, reading it as much as you can. You try to get in a chat, but you try to take some notes. You're trying to study. You want to grow. You're fasting when you can. You do a day a week, a couple of days a month or whatever you're doing. And then when you tell them, hey, let's pray, not interested. When you say, hey, what are you reading in the Bible? You know, I read Psalms 1 last week. Like, okay, um, are we going to dive into Romans? <laughs> you know, do we know anything that's related to conviction or are we only reading the Psalms that, you know, make us feel good? Um, hey, babe, did you fast recently? And they're like, fast, what does that mean? Like, do you mean like I, I ran to the church? Yes, um, I ran to the church. No, I mean, abstain from food. I mean, <laughs> lock off of social media, just spend a little bit of time with God, you know, <laughs> abstain from the worldly pleasures, abstain from food. Um, you know, so you may be telling them, I think these things are important in our spiritual journey. And when I get married, I want that in my family. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't take all that to be saved. You can see there's a huge red flag. 
you know, when it comes to things like baptism, Jesus said in uh, John 3, you know, in order to be born again, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. And, you know, in Acts, they mentioned so many people being baptized when they're entering the church. And, you know, Luke 24, I believe 47 saying repentance um, and that all that must be taught in, in Jesus's name. So we're seeing somebody saying, oh, you must be baptized in Jesus name. And the next person is like being baptized. Fam, I already said my sinner's prayer. Get out my face with all that. That's work salvation, you know. And now you have uh, two people bickering because one person, they get married and then one person is telling their child, get baptized. And the next one is like, it doesn't take all that. And you see, it may not seem like a big deal now because he's the sexiest thing on earth with the perfect beard and she has the best shape and you love everything about how she moves and how she acts. It may not be a big issue now, but when you're married, and you're, you can see that you cannot be one as God commands the marriage to be. You're only one sexually, but you're not one emotionally, spiritually, physically. You know, so it may become an issue later. You know, let's think of the importance of actually going to church. You know, I understand pandemic season, you know, so a lot of church buildings are closed down. But people still were avoiding community, still were avoiding church prior to this. You know, so if you're telling if you want to have a family that loves the house of God, like David said, I was glad when he said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You want a family that loves the house of God, serving in the house of God, growing in the house of God, but you're, you're willing to date someone that's simply, you know, YouTubing their favorite preachers and podcasting, godly dating and saying that's good enough. Listen, I love that you guys support the page. <laughs> you know, I can see how many people listen to our podcast but we are not able to save anyone. And the church needs you to be connected in order to grow. And you cannot be, people that claim, oh, I don't need the church in order to go to heaven. Yeah, that's that, that shows you don't read the Bible. The Bible shows that we're, that God commands a blessing when there is unity. There is no unity when it's just you, <laughs> you know? So we can't survive on our own, you know? And, and speaking of can't agree on important things in the spiritual journey, if they're not saved at all, then there is no excuse. Second Corinthians 6 and 14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with, righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? You know, so many of you guys, you'll look at someone and be like, oh, yeah, we're not at the same level spiritually, but no one is. I could get them saved. You know, so now you're flirting to convert them. And you may end up backsliding because you're doing something that God never called you to do. And, and that's, that's a dangerous game. I know a lot of people got saved, you know, dating someone who was and they weren't and they end up getting saved. But I know a lot of people who didn't, you know, and it's not a matter of, oh, because they were a better spouse or a better boyfriend or girlfriend. No, it's just a matter of God saves who he chooses to save. <laughs> God changes our lives as we yield to him, you know, so it's not wise to, to try to, um, you know, take on an unbeliever, you know, and that's not something we should be debating Scripture speaks louder than opinions, and the scripture is what lasts. Your opinion will fade, you know, so we cannot do that. Starting a relationship with someone or marriage that is spiritually dead will leave you hurt or burdened down in the long run because you're carrying the load spiritually, especially for my sisters, because the man should be leading. So if the man is, he doesn't even care about your God, then, you know, he, he, he doesn't mind if you go to church, he'll even join you but he doesn't want to live for God. He doesn't want to surrender to God. Then you're going to be carrying a burden that was never yours to pick up. And men, it's not your job to do that either. Like, I think that's a dangerous game for us to get into. Um, but let me keep going. I don't want to, you know, you guys know how I feel about that. <laughs> Number three, when you don't see them making any efforts to grow, 
you know, because I think it's foolish to believe that we'll always be at the same spiritual level as someone. No, sometimes somebody's just more mature than you. Someone is has studied more to you, so they, they memorize more, you know, things like that. But at least they should be making efforts, right? Because God is not saying, oh, you have to be perfect, but he's expecting you to progress. Because Matthew 5 says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. But the word perfect is not translated as like, oh, okay, you can't do no wrong. It's translated as mature. You know, so as you mature, you do less wrong, you know, until you're perfected in Christ. And that's really not going to happen until you're at your end of your life and you're receiving your heavenly reward, you know, but you cannot settle for someone who's not trying to please God. If you are trying to please God, you want a godly marriage, you want godly children. You cannot get a lukewarm spouse and expect that to happen. Because, ladies, I want you to hear me loud and clearly. You are not called to raise him. You are not his mother. If he isn't making changes, then he cannot lead you. It's simple. If he isn't cutting things off that are hindering his growth, then his brother is just not serious enough. And, men, I need you to hear me, too. You are called to lead the family. But you aren't called to force your wife to love God. You can't force her to love Jesus. You know, you can only do that by example, encourage her, push her forward into her purpose. But if this is like, if you're like, hey, babe, we're, um, you know, I'm about to study this. And she's like, okay, let's um, go pop that thing open at the club. It's just like, um, sis, I was trying to pop open this Bible, <laughs> you know, so you can inspire her to grow. But if she isn't striving to please God for herself, don't waste your time because there are a lot of people They'll read more because you told them to, but do, are they reading more to develop a relationship or are they reading more because they want to please you? I want to read a couple of verses um, from the NLT to make it easier for you to understand. Um, yeah. First Corinthians five, nine through 13. This is something that I don't believe a lot of Christians read. Um, when I wrote to you before, this is Paul speaking. I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worships idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders. But it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those on the outside. But as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. <laughs> that was heavy, you know, because it's not something that, that gets preached today. You know, churches like to say things that will keep people happy, keep people, you know, doing whatever they want just so they don't lose members. But. I'm not here to get a big podcast platform. I'm here to push you to get saved. You know, I'm here to push you into God's will. And there's a few things that I want you to understand about that. Um, for one, people say that only God can judge me. No, the church is supposed to judge one another. We're supposed to keep each other accountable. We're not supposed to condemn one another. But when somebody's claiming to live for God and they're doing everything the world is doing, Paul said, you must remove the evil person from among you. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have to take this brother or sister out your church, but you need to get them out your DMs. Like, they're claiming to love God. They're singing and preaching. And they're saying, send me some nudes on the low. Come on now. Let's be real. Let's be real. Let's not just because they look good. Oh, nobody will find out. You know, we, we've heard it all, said it all. But God understands that 
these type of, these are the type of people you cannot stay around. Not the people that made a mistake, fell into fornication. No, I'm talking about bruh, it's like setting it up. Like after church, we go in there, whatever. Like you have to avoid people that's leading you in the sin. You know, so when someone is claiming to be a believer, you know, no matter what level they're at spiritually, they should be bearing fruit. So if you feel as though they aren't trying, it's really because they aren't. You know, and I don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people who say, oh, he wasn't doing enough. So I felt like, you know, that wasn't God's will for me. No, no, no. I'm not saying some people have some unrealistic expectations. I mean, we have to avoid that because you're not going to find someone who is perfect, especially if you're not, because if someone who is perfect finds you and you're not perfect, why are they going to settle for you? You know, so we're all a work in progress. We're all trying to please God. But if someone is literally not trying to please him while you are, they're going to be a stumbling block and they're going to hinder your spiritual growth. And the Bible says that we have to avoid um, being in those type of relationships, you know, and there's multiple ways to find out if this person is is trying. Okay, you realize they had an issue with lust. Okay, did they cut off the porn that they were watching? Did they unfollow certain social media sites? You found out that this person, you know, they, they didn't really take much of an interest in prayer. Okay, when you when last time you asked them, did they pray? Okay, was it still last month? <laughs> you know, did this brother pick up, you know, time to set aside for God for five minutes? They weren't reading their Bible. Okay, well, what about now? Like, hey, what have you been reading lately? You know, so it's multiple ways to grow. And I feel like people, because we feel like we have such a far way to go, we're afraid of taking that first step. But you don't grow unless you take that first step. You know, so be willing to take that step and grow into who God has called you to be. Don't stop, you know, don't don't be afraid or feel as though I'm so far, I can't get up. Man, there's so many Bible devotional plans. There's so many YouTube things that can help you, podcasts that can help you. This right here, if you're listening, it's obvious that you're doing things to build your spiritual life. When you could be out Netflixing and Huluing like everybody else in the world, but you're taking the time to listen to something that'll edify your spirit or convict you or challenge you, you know, so that shows that you're trying, you know, so keep pushing. I don't know who's in this and may feel condemned or may feel like they're the ones that's circling. No, it's okay. God is with you. God is for you. But you have to still make that effort. You know, you cannot wait until you feel motivated to read or pray. You have to just do it. You know, I don't want to sound like a Nike commercial, <laughs> but another way to help you, you know, because I know it's a lot of you men may be wondering, how do I get, you know, how, how do I read what, you know, how do I pray? How do I, you know, what do I do? You know, so I want to give you an excellent resource. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. And you can count on them for your daily inspiration, for community, you know, because I know a lot of you lack that. You may not have any godly friends around you and daily prayer. So many of you, you may not know how to pray, you know, but that's something that will assist you in that. So it's the only daily devotional magazine written by the readers, you know, so it's, it's while you read it, you know, if you had an encounter with God, you could be one of the people that could submit something to them. You know, the upper room is here for you at every day through your email. They have a custom app and they have a printed magazine that you can get. The Upper Room has over 80 years of history and 5 million readers around the world, and it provides online community, spiritual comfort, and inspiration. Enjoy a 30-day um, free trial of our of their email or their app service by visiting upperroom.org slash welcome. Again, that's U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M dot org slash welcome to get your first 30 days free. And the last point that I wanted to mention is when you see that you're starting to compromise spiritually because of them, 
you know, because I know we make a lot of excuses for the person that we're with, especially when we want to stay with them. But when you stop growing, when you stop pursuing God, you know, dating them has caused your spiritual life to decay. You're worried more about pleasing them than spending time with Jesus like you would before you were dating. You know, you were reading your Bible. You were so passionate about studying. You were so passionate about sharing the gospel. And now no interest in the things of God, no interest in pleasing God. You know, that's when you have to start saying like, whoa, you know, God, I'm far away from you. But we have to understand God is not the one moving away from us. It's us moving away from him. You know, maybe your standards change. You started dressing immodestly to please them. You started sending pictures that you shouldn't have sent. You know, you have to sin in order to keep this person happy. That isn't God's will. God's will isn't for any of us to feel like we have to settle in order to please him. In or, settle in order to, to find find a, a, a godly marriage or to find love. Because I know a lot of people, man, it's so easy to see all your friends getting married, all your friends having a kid, and you're creeping up on 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever. And you're just like, okay, when is it my turn? You know, so easy to say, all right, well, I'll just get the next next brother or sister that says hi to me. Anything breathing at this point, I'll take it. You know, it's so easy to do that. But are they causing you to stumble spiritually? Do you think that that's really God's will? Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 29 through 30, And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Again, that's Matthew 5, 29 and 30. So I know they may be growing, you know, at whatever pace you think they're they're at. But are they causing you to stumble spiritually? Because they may be growing and they may be very active in church or they may have some positive, you know, big time social media handle, whatever. But are they causing you to stumble spiritually? Are they causing you to walk in lust? Are they are they abusing you? Are they causing you to 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 be ashamed of, of the actions that you're doing now? Is this relationship a blessing or a burden spiritually? And I think we're afraid of cutting things off because we'll get lonely or bored after. But in my honest opinion, it's better to be bored temporarily than to go to hell. You know, and I know many people don't preach on hell anymore and many relationships, you know, people don't address these things because people just have a, oh, please me, let me please you. They have that type of mentality, but we have to think with the eternal mindset because many relationships are sending people to hell because a lot of people are claiming, I love God, but when you see the relationships that they're in and the things that's taking place, then it shows that you've replaced God. You told God, you come second to my man. You told God, you come second to my lady, you know, and we have to get back to the root of it. Like, whoa, you know, we have to get our priorities straight, you know, and I know it isn't popular to say, but it must be addressed because I know you may not want to hear it. And you probably already tuned off this podcast for the person that it's for. But I want you to understand that it's not God's will for you to settle. It's not God's will for you to get into a relationship with someone who pulls you away from him. Anyone that God is sending your way is going to lead you closer to your destiny and to your purpose. And if they are pulling you further into sin, then clearly they're not the ones um, coming from God. They're coming from the devil and they're nothing but a distraction. You know, and I know this may be a little bit heavier than, <laughs> than you may have expected on an early Thursday or whenever you're listening to this. But I know that God is speaking to someone's heart and someone's mind right now, you know, and I'm praying 
that this brought clarity to some of you because I know a lot of you are wondering if you should date that guy because he's way ahead or way behind or or date that girl because she's way ahead or way behind or whatever. Like, please stop with this super save, partly save, average save, cut cut the nonsense. Like God isn't in the midst of that. I know men are called to lead, but there are a lot of women who pray more than their husbands or study more than their husbands. And it's not because she's more spiritual, it's just she's gifted in that area, or they may be they may have more time on their hands to do these things. So please don't feel as though you need to be in competition with your spouse because the point of marriage is the glory of God, not the glory of self, not to boost you, not to please you, but to please God. Ultimately, it's to please God. You know, so I don't want to say, I don't want you to think I'm saying once you reach a level of spiritual maturity, you cannot talk to anyone beneath you. I just need you to be careful of who you talk to because it can either help you and you can help build them up or can pull you down. My point is simply that you shouldn't be settling for someone just because they're inside of the church, but wait for someone with an actual heart for God. Because when God has a calling on your life, you can't just settle because they look nice. You know, we may never think 100% the same as someone else, but we want someone that'll push us into purpose rather than pull us away from our destiny. You know, guys, so I appreciate you guys tuning in to the end. And if you're still here, I would ask that you would consider praying and then joining the Patreon family. Um, You're going to hear some of the Patreon family jumping in on some future episodes, something cool we're trying to implement. We want to keep these people involved. And then, you know, we know we're not the only ones that God gives wisdom to. So we have some people coming on soon to give some impartation to, to the body of Christ. But yeah, consider joining the Patreon family. Shoot us a DM or email if you need some help or prayer. Um, go ahead and screenshot while you're listening and post this and share it with a friend, send a link to a friend. And if you're on Apple podcast, leave that five-star review. And as always, we love y'all, man. Peace.